Okay, people, I am so sorry that we, I'm the reason why we held up our episode, but we're here. We're here anyway. We're back in another episode of Mechashine. So yes, I'm in Texas right now. I'm I'm out here working with these kids, you know, trying to get them to want to go to school and be somebody. And so with, with that, that, that changes my schedule all over the place. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be somebody, you want to go somewhere. That's right. Better wake up and pay attention. That's right. You better. Shirley s- Ralph was not playing. <laughs> That's so. what I'm trying to do. You know, you got these folks up here scared to talk about. They they quick to talk about Beyonce, but they don't want to talk about school. I'm like, how are we gonna be in Houston? And y'all, the first day, if I said Beyonce went to college, y'all be ready to talk about college. But it was just funny. The students here are interesting. Like Texas is an interesting state. It's a very interesting state. I'll bet. I don't. I think I've been to an airport. I think I've been to Fort Worth, the Dallas airport there, and that's about it. Well, I've I've been. I was in Dallas um, about seventeen, eighteen years ago, and so I returned. I was in Dallas a couple of days. Now I'm in Houston. I'll be in Austin, looking for that barbecue tomorrow. So. And then San Antonio, then I'll be back in good old-fashioned L.A., but goodness. So you're just doing a tour of Texas. Yeah, I'm doing a tour of Texas, talking to these young folks, you know, trying to help them figure out their futures. It is something else. But, hey, I am not complaining. I love, you know, the freeness of it all. So, you know, save the babies. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) How about you? How are you? I am doing... Okay, uh, no complaints, um, just trying to keep my head on, mm-hmm. um, child, honestly, nothing really is going on with me, <laughs> nothing going on but the rent. Well, sure. well sometimes that's, that's, that's good, because we don't need too much going on, but it feels like too much is going on out here in these streets much is always going on. I know. Y'all need to take a seat, have a minute, masturbate, do something. But yeah, it's much going on in these streets. And we're going to get into it now because, you know, this is Aunt May's tea time. So let's let's, let's get around this table and start drinking. Right. So <laughs> let's start out with these plethora of trailers that drop. Oh, so I let's know. start out with um, Justice League. <laughs> okay. So initial thoughts. Well, I felt like I was watching a trailer for Fast and Furious with all this rock music and this car chases <laughs> and explosions. I was like, is this Fast and Furious 8? Because uh, I was like, where is Charlize Theron? Like, I was like, okay, what is, what's going on here? And I'm seeing Terminator running through here, the Black Terminator. Um... There was a lot in this trailer that I felt like they're trying to... They threw everything in this trailer. The banter, you know, the Marvel banter, you know, the heavy metal darkness, that damn gray tint that he that Zach loves to use on every goddamn movie he does. <laughs> Aquaman looked good, though, you know, walking around in, in too many clothes, but... He, right. That was the best part. In fact, I looked at this as this is Aquaman and Friends because I was like, it just felt like it was more. I was getting more personality from him than I did any of the other characters, and I was. 
I, like I said, I have no problems with Ben Affleck as Batman, but I'm tired of this mad grumpy. He's just grumpy Smurf. That's what he is, just grumpy ass Smurf in this trailer. I'm like, oh lord. Was... Ben Affleck's as uh, Batman reminds looks like uh, he got audited or something and it's pissed <laughs> off that he has to go through all his I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, it's so much, and then you got Aquaman riding. On the side of the car, I'm like, "What is going on here? Is this Dukes of Hazard? Is this Aquaman swag surfing?" <laughs> he is. Who goes riding the whip? I'm like, what, sir? Calm down. I know, but you know what? I, I do. Like I said, if it's like it's Aquaman and friends, I just don't get. You know, when I saw the Avengers trailer way back, I, no, I wait. Like, a, like it's ancient, but when I saw that, you know, a few years ago, I remember just the chills I felt when they did that round shot of them together. When they're about to fight, and I was like, "That's, that was just magical for me." This, I was like, "Lord," I kept, I kept saying, "Okay," I kept doing it like, "Okay." Right, and then that comment that uh, Batman made, uh, oh, the Flash was talking to him. He's like, "What's your super power, superhuman power?" And he's like, "I'm rich." So I'm like, "That is such a Republican thing to say." I know. Thank you, Republican. Thank you, thank you for uh, that. And I was like, okay, so you're white, you're rich, you're male. Thank you for reminding all of us that. We just had that in damn Iron Fist, which we promised to talk about, but I guess we're going to break that problem. And then um, and then here he comes with that. I'm like, come on, now Bruce is better than this. Yeah. I, I don't... I don't know. I Yeah, that. Uh, I'm only here for Wonder Woman and Aquaman, to be completely honest. And maybe The Flash. I'm here. Because, you know, I, what, what's his name? Little Isra's name is Isra. Ezra Miller. Yeah, he's, 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 uh, he has that odd cuteness to him. Like you would. Fl- yeah, like you end up messing around with him, but you don't know why you did it. Like it's that type of thing. Like, I did it. I said I did that. It's like that. But anyway, I'm I'm here for Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Um, I hope she's not just all fight and no talk. Like I want her to say intelligent things like she normally does when, because she's usually the intelligent one. I feel of the Justice League. So I hope she says some good things and not just fight. And I hope that Aquaman is not just saying funny stuff. Just like um. The, that the one character in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the big, the big green one, who always says something funny. So right. I don't want him to be like the funny person too, because Aquaman is a king. So I want him to kind of be kingish, you know. Like I feel like we need to see that. Like you know, I need to see some like Wakandan like king action, even though he's not that. But I I hope he comes off like a king because. Hell, I mean, this is Jason. Jason has played Conan the Barbarian, which was somewhat a king um, in the comics at one point. And then he's played, um, you know, Drago up in some Game of Thrones where, to me, he was the king of them. So I'm just saying, come on right. now. I, I, I mm. We'll see. We'll see. This trailer was like, okay. But the, but the Shade trailer was... Spider-Man, cause Spider- I feel like Spider-Man was like, Marvel was like, okay, we saw what these bitches did. So let's just right. go ahead and put our little stuff out there. Let's, let's just sprinkle it like Salt Bay. Sprinkle our yeah, little trailer out there. <laughs> y'all niggas gonna gag on this. Yeah. Go, go ahead and drop 
<laughs> and that's what they did. It was right. Because, you know, I saw that trailer. I was like, okay, I was like, this is it. I'm in for this. I like it. I like that. Because, you know, at one point, you know, you get tired of Iron Man in every movie. But at one point, I was like, no, I get it. You know, he's like, he's like, we've seen Iron Man go through some stuff and he needs a moment where he's like, okay, I think I'm too much of myself. Let me actually help people uh-huh. become great. And I felt that in the trailer. Um, and I like I like the guy who's playing Peter Parker. Because, you know, at one point, you know, some of us are a little mad because they picked some little white boy to do it. But he fits the role to me. Right, yeah. I think Tom Holland was a, a good choice uh, for Peter Parker. And I like, uh, with regards to the villain... Uh, Michael Keaton playing uh, the Vulture. I think that's a really good take, uh, especially giving older actors a shine. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you kind of don't see that as often as I would like. Um, and Michael as a, a villain, it's going to be interesting because I don't think, he, I don't think I've ever seen him as a villain. Uh-huh. He was. It was some movie. He was where he was like it's a movie about a tenant he was like an owner of a property or something like that he was a villain um and he was pretty good in that but i can't remember the name but yeah he's but he you know i like him in this he looks like he'll be a good villain he still has a sex appeal to him that i've always thought he had like i've always thought that about him so yes. i feel like that would be fun to watch um i wish we would have saw more of the women the young women of color we saw a little bit we saw the one that he's interested in Right, um, and we saw a real quick piece of Zendaya in it, Zendaya in the movie. Um, but I wish there was a bit um, that the trailer featured them more. Maybe as we get closer to the movie, we'll see more of them in the trailer. I wanted to see a little bit more of that. Some people uh, complain that they might have seen too much of the movie in the trailer, and I could see where they're coming from. But I think they'll have more to show as far as when the movie actual is actually released. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah. yeah. And I don't and I think they show too much. I think we know who the villain is, but we don't know what's going down. We don't know his relationship with his aunt, um, with the women, the two, the two women of color. We don't know. We know that he has a good friend, but we don't know the relationship between the women. So I feel like that's good enough. We don't know what's going on between them. We don't know if one really likes him, one really don't. So I don't think we got... I think we got like a regular trailer when it comes to trailers, but for the fact this was Spider-Man Homecoming, it gave us a lot to look forward to. Right. Exactly. And Chris Evans is supposed to be making a a cameo appearance in it too, so that's always... That's always good. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So in our final trailer, the remake of It dropped today. Yes, it did. And... Um, that scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that that trailer for like at least after I saw that trailer for at least an hour, I was looking over my shoulder, and I was at work on all that damn fluorescent lighting. I was like, listen, let let a clown roll up here right now. I'm killing everybody here. <laughs> Shoot, I don't do those kinds of horror movies that well, but. This looks scary, and I might have to just go out and see it. Now I remember. Now I'm. I was still in high school when the um, miniseries dropped, and that mess. I remember the Sunday night the first episode came on, and 
I remember we were all glued to the TV because we made like you know back then there were you know we only thing we could do is record it on video. <laughs> we couldn't do anything else. Um, but we watched that mess, and it was just amazing. It was scary. Tim Curry played the hell out of some Pennywise. Um, it's still my favorite miniseries to watch because it was done so well. Like it was like pushing the envelope. I felt um, for a miniseries on television at the time because it was like in ninety one or ninety two when it came out. And you know, I I love the people they picked for each of the characters. Um, and it was just a nice flowing um, two-day event. This looks like it's going to be just as good. Um, it's very interesting because, you know, it gave me a little bit of strange, Stranger Things. But at the same time, I'm like, well, it really can't give me that because Stranger Things bit a lot from it, you know. So I feel like, um, you know, this movie could be pretty good. Um and just as creepy and I'm looking forward to it because I love it it was one of the first big books I read <laughs> I tried to read The Stand but I could not finish it but it was like the first big book that I read when I was um and was a junior in high school and so I really love this I, I I'm looking forward to it I was always on the train of it so I will be there we'll probably be reviewing this but I'm I'm excited for it. The trailer was good. I was feeling it. I want more. I want another trailer. So, mm. kudos yeah. to them. For, <laughs> and it scared the hell out of you. So I think it did its job. If you was, if you right. were scared of it, and Twitter was just buzzing about it. Like I felt like it was all positive when I was on Twitter, looking at it because people were enjoying it, ready for it. I mean, there, you know, there's some people who clowned it a little bit. But <laughs> clowned it. But at the same time, people, um, you know, seem to look forward to it. And I think it'd be fun for the next generation because you know it, this the original. It um, was out in the '90s, so maybe a lot of people did not see it. Um, I think this would be good. So I'm hoping they did a good job in this movie. I'm hoping they did. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I think it comes out what September. Yeah. Around Halloween. So yeah, it should be. It should be making good. its money, it's be making its coins. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna move from the trailers, and yes, I promise I was not gonna talk about Iron Fist, but this is, I would say, the last time we would do it. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is because of the news last week. So apparently, um, when it comes to Netflix shows, they don't rate like there's no ratings. Like you know, when you look at Scandal, and they had like millions and millions and millions of people watching Scandal, you know, that night. They don't really do that for Netflix, but sometimes they have outside third-party people who could tell you who tuned in. Um, they did that for um, Jessica Jones. They did that for um, um, Power, not Power Man, Luke Cage. They did that for him, too. So the numbers came back, and apparently Iron Fist was the second highest Marvel Netflix show. Bullshit. <laughs> Now I I I mean I I mean I'm like okay I can I can see why cuz you know the effect of you know trashing it so much probably sparked a lot of curiosity about it cuz you know for example that happened with Showgirls people were so like what what in the hell is this oh it's terrible it's so Showgirls good Showgirls is a classic 
It's a classic, but it was also kind of panned in the way where people are like, well, I got to see what the hell they're talking about. I think that that's what ended up happening was some people were just so curious about it or some people were, you know, dead hard about seeing it regardless of the reviews. They saw it and, and, and for that numbers to pop up, of course, that made them feel great. I mean, I bet Marvel felt like, wow, we, you know, we did, we did good or what have you. Now, is that complete, like, how truthful is it? I'm sure there's some quirks in that. Um, who knows? That could be a PR situation. Um, but they, it seemed to really catch on. Now, if you do look at some of the, the fan pages or the geek pages, there were a lot more people who did seem to like it. Um, and then also, as I said before, I think some of the reviewers jumped too quick to make a judgment. Um, and they kept, you know, because, again, some people were doing it just to be like, they want to be cool. Because you have to remember, these are a lot of no-name writers for some of these sites like Daily Beast, Vox, and, you know, whatever. And so this is how they get their name out there, too. Now, this ain't like Joy Reid writing. Like, you know, if Joy Reid wrote a review, I would be like, okay, I believe it. It's Joy, it's Joy Reid. <laughs> but when it's like Cassidy Marcus, I'm like, I don't know who you are, Cassidy. So, you know, you can write whatever you want to write and that may get your name up there and get the clicks. But I think for a lot of people, they felt like, well, I don't know who Cassidy is, so how can I trust his view? So I'm going to watch it for myself. Now, if Gail Simone, Phil Jimenez, or somebody else said, like, this was horrible, then I might be, oh, well, these are comic book people and who else would know about comics but comic book people? So I don't know. I mean, you you call it bullshit. I'm like... But what can we do? I mean, if people liked it, we we can't we can't hate on it. Uh, do I want a second season? No, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'll say this. Well, I'll say two things. Netflix keeps those a kinds of that kind of information really close to them, so mm -hmm. they're only going to tell you what they want to tell you. Mm -hmm. Number one and number two. In that same instance, if you say that this is their, you know, the highest rating show, okay, well, show us the receipts. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about Iron Fist. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to move on past Mr. Iron Fist, Coachella Fist, White Bush, all the names I can't think of right now. Um, but we'll get into another white male situation with Aaron Sorkin. So the man who's behind some of the great TV shows that I never watched, like The Newsroom, <laughs> The Newsroom, um, The West Wing, uh, some other show, um, he um, just realized that there's issues with people of color in Hollywood. No. He was shocked. I'm like, sir... I know that you went through a drug situation and you went to rehab and maybe you lost some memory somewhere, but this ain't, I was sitting there like, does he not, how do you not know? And then we, for you to not know, but when we look at your TV shows, you have covered so many different um, explicit topics and things and hot button issues in your TV shows and you did not know this? Am I? Well, he just chose not to 
pay attention to it, he played the the ignorant. Oh, I didn't know that this was an issue. Oh, I didn't know that women are paid less than men. Oh, I didn't know that, you know, queer people are still being marginalized and played into these stereotypical roles. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, okay, Aaron Zorkin. I mean, I... I won't give... I, mean, I know there's a lot of people who love his work. And again, like I said, I I get that he's great. I just never... I'm just not a fan of his work. Because um, it bores me. I'm sorry. I tried West Wing. I tried. But I was like, okay, but it's Thursday night and Dawson Creek is on. Like, when it, when it came out. So I'm like, I'm going to go there. Um, but I just lost what little respect I had of him when I, when I read that. I was like, I can't believe you've been in the business this long and you just now... Okay, I was like, all right. White male oblivious, oblivious I guess. He too old to be not knowing that shit. Oh, no. Like, any pushing 60? He's up there. He, he's 60 if I'm lying. <laughs> So yeah, I was kind of I was kind of hurt by that. Oh, but you know what? Hopefully, maybe Shonda Rhimes. Somebody called him and said, "Look, sir, um, let's talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation. You cannot be right. in this business. Somebody you just now found out after Oscar so white. After that, you don't know. Okay, you don't. Yeah, just lost cause. Next. <laughs> <laughs> So you saw some Laura Croft pictures. Yeah, so the uh, I saw some pictures of the new Laura Croft movie, which uh, I don't know why they're doing a Laura Croft movie, but, you know, they didn't ask me. Uh, <laughs> they they look decent. Uh, the lady who was playing Laura Croft, uh, I forgot her name. Um she looks good as Laura Croft. Mm-hmm. But some people were saying, oh, her boobs are too little. Why are her boobs so big like Laura's in the, the games? And I'm like, okay, you go out to a deserted island with a double D rack and try to swing from a vine and see if you don't get tired, number one. Number two, those are un- damn near unrealistic proportions. We have like this huge rack and then you have this tiny little waist like what are you a barbie now yeah and number three calm down just calm down yeah it's these that straight male fantasy that they want to see this big breasted little waist woman running around the forest in a bikini and a thong and some combat boots i'm like this what are y'all doing (laughs) Yeah, her name is Alicia Vikander. Vikander or something like that. And, you know, I I like her look. She doesn't need to be... She's athletic. I mean, if she's doing all right. this stuff, she's not going to be, you know, some showgirl at the Cheetah. She's going to be somebody who's been, you know, doing... you know, like some, Almost like Selena Williams, almost. You know, like built... Jumping right. around, climbing rocks. I mean, come on, y'all. Y'all got to be realistic. These men in these fantasies about who... <laughs> right. I want this, this, is messy. this hot this hot girl with 
like double D's running around the beach, kicking ass, and you know, I want her to have sex with me too. Oh lord. I'm like, okay. And, she gonna and I want her to fix me too. Yeah, she gonna want you. <laughs> like, if you don't get out your mama's house. Yeah. That's, that's true. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna throw this in because somebody brought this to my attention online. So, as you know, for some reason, when we get TV shows as gay folks, they don't know how to do reality shows as trash. So the new trash is going to be a show based on the unnecessary gay club in WeHo, known as the Abbey. <laughs> I was like, okay. Now, mind you, this bar is not really a gay bar. Everybody goes. Women are there. A lot of women are there um, celebrating their, you know, bridal showers and everything else. And then they talk about all the models who are, who work there and go-go dancers. And I was like, and this show does, I'm like, what is this show? What's the purpose of this reality show? Because to me, we already got Lisa uh, Vanderpump Rules. That's good enough. We don't need this. And this one boy, I guess his name is Billy, whose body, I mean, it, it, it's kind of freakish built to me. It is. I'm like, there's, I saw some of the, I saw the trailer in it. That guy looks kind of creepy as if he's been like pumped. Yeah. With, like tapioca. <laughs> Yeah, and then he has to never have some cornrows. I don't know. This show is... I'm trying to understand... What, like, I, I, I want to understand when gay creators sit around and go like, we want a reality show. What should it be about? Right. Like, trash. Okay, let's make it... Let's just go ahead and do it. I feel like at this point in time, we need to step up the game when it comes to how we're going to present ourselves. Yes, you could argue love and hip hop and Real Housewives, but there's and and you could argue that, and I and I understand that, but I feel like because we don't have much, we could do better. So, I wish we can get a, a good reality show, like a reality show about the Trevor Project, or a reality show about a, a like an LGBT center. You know, they trying to stay afloat. You know, raise some money. Talk about who's working there, some of the people they run into. Yeah, like I would rather, you know, see that and understand what the struggle really is. I don't care about Billy and his abs and how he's making money, you know, shaking his little skinny ass up on the thing and how he's causing drama with this one boy, this one girl they both want. I don't know I don't I'm not I don't care about that. I I can't seems like it's dated. Like haven't it, it seems like it's still stuck in like the 2000s you know that same era with will and grace and queer as folk and it just like to me personally i'm at a point where great I, i'll go out you know random times but that whole party scene it's just uh you know yeah. I, I won't be watching I will I will take a look just to be judging, but I probably look at clips before I even look at. The, I don't want to give it any points, so I'll look at it that right. way. But you got better gay news though, because Drag I Race. Have better gay, yeah, so the season premiere of Drag Race started. 
uh, last Friday, mm-hmm. and we did a live tweet with our friends of BGM Podcast and Lemonade Show. Yes. Uh, so, the first episode, it was pretty good. I don't know. Did you watch it? No, I didn't have a chance to. I, I came in too late, but I caught like some pieces of it. Okay. So, uh, you know, the Queens introduced themselves, uh, and actually... Lady Gaga came in as one of the other queens, and nobody knew it was her until, like, she revealed it was, you know, actually her, which was, I think, kind of cool. So the main stage challenge was to do two looks. They did a a Lady Gaga-inspired look and then a look that uh, represented where they came from. Mm -hmm. And my standout was Nina Bonita Brown. She's from Georgia. Mm -hmm. And she did her... She does cosplay too, so she's like Dax exclamation from what was it last season or season before last season, uh, but a little bit more refined. She did uh, her head as a peach, and which was and then she oh, colored yeah, it just like a peach. She looked gorgeous. Uh, my other standout was Alexis Michelle. She did Gaga's. Um, one of her looks was Gaga's gown for the uh, Emmys. Mm-hmm. Emmys. Yeah, when she was in that that black gown and she was cinched to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? I'll just go down the line and what what I thought of all the queens. So Aja, uh, she's okay. Um, I don't think she'll win, but I'd like to see uh, more from her. Uh, Alexis Michelle. She is gorgeous. Um, Trinity T- Taylor, she's a passion queen. She actually won uh, an Entertain of the Year pageant up here at Louisville's play. Uh, she beat Alyssa Edwards. Uh, she's She's got a lot of work done. <laughs> Eureka O'Hara is another passion queen. She's from Tennessee, Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, she is a big girl, like the resident big girl of the house. Um, but just because you're big doesn't mean you can't turn it out. And I've seen some of the pictures of her, and she does love to cinch that waist. And side note, folks don't understand, especially if you do drag as a big girl, how hard it is to cinch that waist and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. There, There's no such thing. So, Miss Girl... Even though she seems like she might be a little bit catty towards Trinity because they do pageants in the the pageant system, she does know how to turn out a look. James Mansfield, I thought was messy. That girl, (laughs) she, there's a difference between a day face, a drag day face, and a drag night face. She looked like she had on burst bees and a little bit of highlight and hit the door. I'm like, girl what are you doing she just looks messy and all over the place to me uh she can go on home uh nino bonina brown uh like i said she's my favorite to win so far charlie hides the girl the queen from london and boston um i really don't see it for her anyway valentina she was pretty she's only been doing drag six months what i don't i need for queens to well, I don't like it when queens don't have a bust. Like, they come out on stage, they're feminine up top, but then all of a sudden, you get down to the chest and they you see boy chest. That distracts, to me, 
when you're doing female impersonation. Mm-hmm. But she's pretty, <laughs> and I guess that's okay. Uh, Pheromone, she's a young little girl from Las Vegas. She was giving me Courtney act, except even like jailbait Courtney act. Like uh, I just turned eighteen, jailbait. <laughs> she's like fishy, like chicken of the sea fish. Uh, she's she's cute. I mean. I, my, she might be talented. She uh, pulled out uh, Gaga's uh, Alejandro look, and she looked like Azrael from Batman. <laughs> Kamora Black is painted to death. She's another girl from. <clears throat> excuse me. She's another girl from Las Vegas. How she paints reminds me of India Farah, because mm-hmm. India Farah, you know, paints the house down boots. Uh, she's. She claims she doesn't have any work done, but if you see those hips and those cheeks, mm-hmm. she's been plumped. Uh, Peppermint, <laughs> she is from New York. Peppermint. She's okay. Uh, I think, uh, if I read correctly, she's transgender. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't like is her uh, Lady Gaga look. It was a David Bowie-inspired look, mm-hmm. but I can see the wig tape from the wig. I was like girl that's I, I can see like the lace from the the lace no, front and i'm like damn no. what are you doing like even when it was uh, blended in i can still see it i was like girl uh <laughs> sasha velour i actually had a question mark because i forgot who she was no. um, <laughs> which is not good uh shay coulee another sister she reminds me of an updated um Dita Ritz. Okay. Except a little bit more polished and refined. Uh-uh. Uh, so, as as of right now, my top three are Nina Bonina Brown, Alexis Michelle, and I'm going to give it to Kamora Black. Those okay. are my top three. And the twist, there was nobody getting eliminated first, uh, first episode, but Rue is bringing somebody back from a past season and I think it's going to be Jasmine Masters given the silhouette and I think she is a sister uh, but I don't know who they're going to bring I've heard Cynthia Levitain. Uh they should bring which I think will be cute a Victoria Porkchop Parker the first ever contestant to be kicked off Drag Race yeah. I think they should bring her back but it seems like it might it might be a, a good season. I see uh, another a drag trend that a lot of the queens are doing the Marcel waves uh, in their wigs, which is mm-hmm. it's cute. It's like it gets, it's giving me uh, Victoria Veronica Lake. It's okay. giving me old Hollywood glamour. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. One too many times, it's a, okay. What else can you do <laughs> besides that that same waves? Yeah, uh, it's gonna it might be an interesting season. What I don't like about Drag Race being on VH1 is we got to deal with Wendy Williams. I'm like, yeah, people were really talking about people, that. Yeah, uh, Detox has said something. Uh, a past contestant, she was on All Stars 2 and Season 5. Like, Wendy Williams has said some foul shit about trans people. Yeah. And I'll copy what Detox says. She said, why would we take our show and have somebody who is basically transphobic 
say something, say something about trans people, and then host, you know, our biggest platform. It does it to me. It doesn't make sense, and I think it's a waste of time to have her on that show do like the commercial breaks. Yeah. But that's hmm. the the little Ru, uh, Ru recap. We're doing another live tweet this Friday along with BGN and Lemonade. If you want to join in, use the hashtag Drag Y'all. And we start at 8 o'clock. All right, y'all. So y'all get into that. And it should be good because I, I saw some of the pictures. And some of these girls, they came they came to win. Right. This is not like the first two seasons. <laughs> These boys are. I was like, okay, this is not even a game anymore. They are coming to to take everybody's crown. Everybody's Vanessa Williams too. They come to take all these crowns, uh-huh. and they look really good. So I, I, I'm gonna try to get. I hate it's on Fridays because Fridays is kind of a tricky day. Because Fridays right. is, is like that's movie night. <laughs> you know, that's date night. That's dick night. You know, it's all these things. Coochie night, too. You know, know, I'm just saying, it's just, it's that night. So. Some both. Yeah, both for some folks. Because, you know, some folks, you know, can do it. So I'm like, I I don't. Maybe they will try this out. And maybe next season, they'll get on a Wednesday or Monday or something. But it was working for Monday. But I think, like, uh, since. Viacom owns VH1 and Logo. Mm-hmm. I think they're in what the Viacom is probably going to do is just axe Logo all together. So Viacom is kind of pulling off their best properties from Logo and pushing them to other networks mm-hmm. in the short term. And then once they close out Logo, try to put Drag Race back on Mondays like it was in the past. But I don't know. And also, they're already casting for season 10. Yeah, I heard. I was like, okay, y'all jumping, boy. I'm like, can we get through this first? Hey, you gotta. Can we have the mystery first? <laughs> right. All right. Well, I feel like we have any more things on the table. I am good. Let's clean these teacups up, yes. wash them, put them up, and let's take a break. All right. Hey, this is Steph Firewell. Join me bi-weekly at The Lemonade for all things nerdy and geeky, giving you all the sweet and sour notes from the nerd world, as well as my own special commentary to make this blend lemonade just right. Follow The Lemonade at Audio Boom, SoundCloud, High Bean at the Points of Interest Network, and I'll see you guys soon. Okay, so we're back to get into our king size issue, and Nick uh, has got us a, a interesting topic for us to kind of talk about. So, Nick, can you get into what we're going to get into today? Yes, let's get into it. So, I've been noticing for a while that people are quick to quote unquote throw shade at certain fo- or at people almost indiscriminately and ignorantly and quickly like Mm -hmm. i see people all ready to jump up and oh i'm gonna tell that bitch off or i'll tell this person off you know and oh yeah i got i got that ass or you know trying to be really 
catty and vindictive when there really isn't a need for it and it just seems like we're coming to a point where the term throwing shade is just not properly used Mm -hmm. like I see it more so today and with the straight people um you see it a lot on Real Housewives, those shows, like, um, especially Nene, Nene Brown, or whatever the fuck that bitch's name is, Nene Leakes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like her at all. Uh, she, basically, she's the culture vulture, her and Portia. Um, they take all these vernaculars that gay people have, and then they kind of twist them into their own workings but then in the same breath want to talk about oh you did this you ate a let a girl eat your box or you know some crazy shit like that that they're always talking about on uh, those shows and it's just like you can't come into our culture take something and then in the midst of you taking it cuss us out you know what I mean Yeah, it's just so I, I see it every day. Yeah, I would say Twitter is really, really where you see people pop off, and I, I, I and I sometimes wonder if people are doing it to uh, to basically to be seen. You know, like you know, they want to do it to be. Seen, but also kind of heard too. I think this is how people think. That's how they they get into, you know, get into people's good graces is to you know is to pop off. Like, I talked a little bit about this about how sometimes when you're trying to engage a conversation with somebody, the way you come across to them um, is like you're looking for a fight, and then you are shocked <laughs> when they come back at you, you know, in a certain way. And I think, you know, I feel like nowadays that people are looking for it. But, you know, I think we're, we're guilty at it, too, at times. Because, right. like, like, for example, Donald Trump. I always pop off of Donald Trump. He says he something. Deserve, and he I'll say something ugly anything. to him. Yeah, that's true. He don't. But I, I'm very quick to say something ugly to him. Like, I'm like. Right. But I think we are at a place where we're not. We're, we're, we're not being civil we're just becoming kind of just full of vitriol almost for no apparent reason like I don't know where that's coming from I don't know if that's something that we think that that's cool to be but I do think because of these TV shows as you mentioned do this they think well I have to do this too so I can be popular and people want to know who I am and I don't know if that's really helpful I think in a lot of ways that comes back and bites against you because some people don't want to be bothered with that and I think that Cool. If you want to be funny, you don't have to be hateful to be funny. Right. I think it comes from this society that's all about me. You know, um, how much money can I get? How much? Like, it's all about me. So once they, everybody, you know, reads people down or throws shade at them, then it's some kind of vindication them mm-hmm. that oh I got that I got that ass or mm-hmm. um, I told her off you know it's just when 
we've taken the now thinking through this as I speak so bear with me y'all as as we have this society that's always self first then we're always going to have this same issue yeah yeah I mean I think that if you're gonna try, if you're looking at it like you, I'm trying to be noticed. I'm trying to be a star. I'm trying to be seen. I'm trying to be somebody. And you think this is the method to go? I think what you you kind of harm yourself in this process because you push. You're not you you're not showing your true self. You're showing what you think others want to see. Um, you're not really showing you. You're kind of showing this facade you know that that's not really there like you're trying to be your version of nene leaks and that's not who you are or something like that you don't need to go so 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 dark or so hard so quick and i think we see some of this in these in these threads in these comments it's like okay you're doing the most like i feel like especially when it comes to these threads some of these threads i think y'all just wake up ready to pop off on somebody or something and y'all just keep going and going and going and i'm like why are you what is going on to where this is this is your response every time all the time i get if you want to tell a joke or you want to be joking you know but when you're again when you're just coming off like you're just i don't know striking at people it's just like what are you really doing are you projecting are you upset about something else like what's going on again it's not the that's not to say like all the threads that are done are like, just terrible because some yeah. of these threads are really good. Yes, but then some of these are not, and so <laughs> just just do the most. And I'm like, you know, kind of sit back for a minute. As I revealed last week, when you when someone tweeted like 270, I think 274 tweets, hate tweets about a certain topic um, within two weeks. That's a lot. So you need to. Part of me is like. Why are you snapping off so fast? Like, what's really going on? Um, right. And why do you think that's the best way to present yourself? Like, why do you think that's the best way to introduce people to who you are? Exactly. And, like, some, we're, we're going about this, and some think, like, oh, y'all don't care about these certain issues or whatnot. Yes, we do care about this uh, these issues, especially when they're talking about women of color, um, other marginalized groups. But sometimes when you have to, I don't know, start some kind of Mm self-care. Because I know for me, when I say I don't care, it's not like I don't care. It's that I have finite energy that I would rather not expend right now. Mm -hmm. And I need to use that energy on myself. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's and that's what we should do. We should not, you know, push ourselves to the point where we're not even functioning as humans. We're just kind of acting like crazy-ass animals. Or we're not emotionally stable to handle situations that normally we're able to do because we pushed, we, 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 we stretched this so far. I, I don't know. I mean, we're not here to preach by any means. But I guess in some ways we're just kind of curious about why is it that people seem to just go there so fast? What is the pop-off? Now, I get, again, if you're going after Donald Trump, that's different because 
you know, we're we're nobody's fans of that. And he'll say something stupid. We have to remind him that he's stupid. But I think if somebody has a, a for example, so this happened the other day. Someone was like, I posted something about the new it about it. And they was like, oh, my God, is that the Stephen King's it? And then someone popped off quick to say, oh, duh, what else would it be? I'm like, okay, why, why are we having... <laughs> See, that's, that like, kind of shit is unnecessary. Yeah, like, why are you jumping off so quick? Or you may say, oh, I'm excited for Wonder Woman. I just wish she was using the sword. Well, bitch, she's an Amazon. What's she supposed to use? <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Like, why? Why are y'all jumping off so quick? Like, what, what right. is that? And then sometimes you have to, because that, that's happened. You're like, well, first of all, she never really had a sword. They just gave her one two years ago, two, three years ago. Now, you, you talk about she needs it. Like, uh, she hasn't needed it for 70 years. But anyway, you know, so it's like, you know, it, what is it, y'all? Why are y'all so constantly jumping off and then again why are y'all looking for a fight some of y'all be looking for it and i think what y'all do it for because y'all see that it gets you popularity it gets you those clicks it gets you those followers for about a week it gets you that notoriety that you think that 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 will build you but you have to remember do you want to build your foundation on that because that's what you you started out that way like kim kardashian started out her fame claim the fame is porn She's done everything she can to get out of that. <laughs> but still, that's her starting point. Right. Not trashing porn. Porn is great. I'm just saying, if, she, if you're trying to get away from that, you can't because that's your starting point. That will be your foundation. This is some of your starting points. Yes, some of us are snarky online and we enjoy that. But when you're constantly that way and you're not offering anything else, that is going to be your foundation, and that's what you're going to be known for. So when you do try to change up or kind of come off serious, you may be boxed in that, and that's what. And there's a point that people will only think of you as this mean person in the corner. You got something to say every time, or they may not want to be bothered with you at all because they know you're going to be so judgmental or so, you know, ready to pop off. They'd be like, mm, well, I'm not going to include, right. no, you know, yeah. Now I've. Um... Now, it's one thing uh, to play a bit of devil's advocate. It's one thing if you tweet something and then somebody runs up in your mentions, then <laughs> I say then you all you have the authority, you have the go ahead to, you know, get them together, especially if they're being rude. Yeah. Like I've seen not to put on the spot, but April Rain, she will tweet, you know, something about, let's say, politics and then. Minutes, seconds later, she has all these assholes in her mentions saying, oh, you're not true, that's not true, or you're wrong, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, first of all, why are you even setting yourself up for failure like that? April, what, does she have a background in law? She was a former attorney? Something of the nature like that. So that's already a second strike against you. And she always comes correct with the facts and always gets you together. So three strikes, you should be out. So just, I don't know, just calm down, people. Yeah. And use Google. Because use- Google's free 24-7. Yeah. It will save you a buttload of embarrassment. 
And you know what else will get you fanfare and people and followers? Actually being nice and having a conversation. You ain't got to pop off and think that's going to get you followers. I mean, it has worked for some people. But that may not work for you. Because some people can keep that up. They got hate in their heart. But that may not be you. So don't try to follow in those footsteps. Because that's, that's going to require you to be like that all the time for some people. So I, I just think, again, check yourself about why you're popping off. Think about what are you really gaining by popping out for no apparent reason. And then make sure that when you're doing it, that you can somewhat sound intelligent doing it. You can't, I mean, we all ain't going to sound intelligent all the time. <laughs> but I'm just saying that make sure if you're popping off, have like Angela Rye on, on CNN. Have, she had, when she pops off, she has her facts and stuff in order. Uh, I really want her to fight uh, that <laughs> Joe Walsh. I oh yeah, that really was so good. Her to whoop his ass. <laughs> like, if I if I ever see that woman, I owe her a shot of tequila and a hug. <laughs> yeah, or Maxine Waters. Like you know, come at them with your receipts. You come at them with your experience. You come at them with the knowledge, but don't just come out of with hate because that's usually empty, and that gets you really nowhere. That's like cheap right. gas. It'll get you over there, but it'll be gone before you know it. So just just keep it together. Just, a- just ask questions. Like, ask yourself, is what I'm about to tweet or what I'm about to say or whatever, is it going to be relevant to the point? Is it going to be factual? And will anybody really care what it is? You know, just ask yourself some simple questions. Simple questions. <laughs> you know, simple people don't have common sense. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, again, Twitter is free, but your foolishness we didn't ask for. So, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We we done preached enough on this pulpit today. All right, let's get up off this soapbox. Yeah. So, as always, you all, follow us on Twitter at Pod and The Megashine. Follow our personal accounts. I'm at Porter Pizzazz, and Victor is at Wonderman5. Visit the website, themegashine.com. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook slash themegashine. Let's see. Oh, you got something coming up soon, don't you? Yes. So if y'all going to WonderCon this weekend, um, I will be rushing. (laughs) Because I get back Friday night. I'll be rushing over there um, for Saturday morning at 11 to talk about um, queer comics at a crossroads with Prism Comics. So we'll be me and several other people on this panel. We'll be talking about our own comics that we've been working on. So I'm really excited. So, you know come to the panel we'll be there and i think it's at 11 o'clock it's called um um, queer comics at a crossroads um prism comics will have a booklet with all of the queer um the queer and lgbt um events that are happening at, at wondercon so please show up if you see me you can say hi to me i'm not scary um say hi to me wave all that good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to be nervous and excited because I will be telling y'all what inclusion is. <laughs> so <laughs> I will be nervous. So you can laugh at me about it later. But yep, I will be there and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I know uh, 
Black Girl Nerds is supposed to be there, so mm-hmm. and that'll be that'll be fun. I know for me, I have dance to do, I have some articles to get together, and I have some games to play. Uh, also, before we get off here, visit uh, Universal Fan Con because it is going to go down yeah. in Baltimore, April 2018. You got us there. You got Black Girl Nerds. You got Fan Bros. You got so many other people that are going to make this thing an event. And when I tell you it's going to be the T, it's going to be the T. So go over to Universal Fan Con, sign up for updates. Uh, we already have a few guests. Uh, Orlando Jones is being one of them. Uh, look for other names to be dropping real soon when we get our information together. So it's about to be lit. Yes, it is. All right. Well, Nick has to get on out of here and and save the world from from being drab. It's all like stuff. So. And bad dancing. And bad dancing, because there are a lot of bad dancers out there. Let's uh, see. We need another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, you all stay safe. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>